guys. Welcome back. This is episode 10 of Kicking Knowledge. And <laughs> how can we um, celebrate this 10th episode? We, we never thought we would have got to 10, but you know we're here. <laughs> but we do have a special guest here for our 10th episode. Thank you, Brian. Insecure, confident, sorry, underscore confident on Instagram. Right. Thank you for joining us, man. It is an absolute pleasure to have you, man. Um, thank you for having us, and thank you for joining us. Um, what's up, man? How's it going? It's going, going. <laughs> it's uh, interesting with all this COVID stuff going on and some other personal stuff happening, but uh, life keeps going on and push through and find the new normal and make your own normal in a way. So. Exactly, exactly, 100%. <laughs> Well, we're glad you're here. Uh, we love the setup that you have for us here today. <laughs> yeah, it's a little uh, it's weird. It's like a footwear shoe thing, so I might as well have some shoes in it instead of just sweatshirts and hoodies. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, well, I gotta say get the start. The right one's in the front. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no bias or anything. Uh, or, or the black on black. Oh, right yeah. It's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. You can never go wrong with it. All right, so we're going to get this going here. And then, uh, Warren, take it away. So, Brian, we know, we kind of know your background, your journey. So, tell the audience how you got into your lifestyle. What decided to, like, that moment in your life that changed you to be, get into that healthy um, mindset? Um, if you can share us with that. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people that follow me on Instagram have heard this, but some people will be new to it. Um, and I never, never don't, I never mind sharing it. Um, so my whole life, I've been overweight. When I was a kid, I had asthma. Um, I used to say I tried and failed um, nine previous times at losing weight, like significant times trying to lose weight. I lost anywhere from 50 pounds to 120 pounds before. And I say I failed, but honestly, I quit. So I didn't fail. I just quit. I gave up. I got comfortable and all those things. But this time around was, has been completely different for me. Um, I'm at 180 pounds lost so far. And the moment that did it for me was January 10th, 2018. I'll never forget the moment. Me and my parents at the time owned a hardware store, which we just shut down last year um, in 2019. But that day I was walking to the bathroom and I walked past this big mirror we had in the store and saw my side profile. And at my home, I don't have any mirrors besides two in the bathroom that are ovals and literally just go down my mid chest. So I didn't see my gut. I didn't see my side profile. I did that for a reason. Um, so after I walked past that mirror, I was on my way to the bathroom and the TMI part of this is I did my business and then uh, I struggled to wipe my own ass. Uh, this was January 10th. My birthday was December 22nd. I had just turned 35. So here I am a 35 year old man struggling to wipe his own ass. And it flipped a switch in my brain. Um, immediately I thought of my cousin who had passed away to a 28 day flight to leukemia and it just had his whole life ahead of him. Halfway between that fight, he turned 30. Uh, the same day he turned 30 was supposed to be his his fiance's bridal shower. So that started getting in my mind. Then instantly, once those thoughts cleared, I thought of my wife. Um, for those that don't know, my wife has a vasculitis disease that she's had now for 18 years. Um, the only treatments right now are steroids and chemo. So my wife gets high-dose steroids and chemo every six months. She's hospitalized on average four to five times a year. Um, numerous ER trips and everything. So here I am, 35 years old, struggling to wipe my ass, embarrassed of my side profile, and I had no legitimate reason. I had all the excuses in the world. Oh, I was busy. I was stressed. My wife's health. I'm in the hospital. I can't eat healthy. And I just really dawned on me that like, here I am, 35 years old, and I've taken virtually my entire life for granted. And on that day, I truly vowed like... I'm not taking my life for granted anymore. And here I am just over two years later at 180 pounds loss. And I started with walking, riding a bike. My first goal was to run a 5K. And I know we'll get more into all those details, but my goal for a 5K was, oh, that's cute. And I want to do one to 
I now have completed a full length marathon. So my, my, my journey has escalated just from that day of literally realizing I took my, I was taking my life for granted. And that's just, that's incredible, man. That's an amazing story. Amazing. I I know it sounds silly to like, when it comes to just, when it comes to that one moment of being wiping your ass, but that's like, it's a funny thing, but also it's like, it's set the other stuff that attaches to that, that makes it more um, like be able to help people push themselves and just like motivate them that like, it just like in like our last episode with Brandon, it took a breakup. Uh, Everyone has that one story and it's, it's cool to hear that there's other ways that people get that one click to make it push themselves to that next level to be like, you know what, we got to do something. And, um, yeah, we, it's, it's awesome, man. It really is. Yeah. And I mean, and with that, it's like, like I said, like, I don't, I didn't have any mirrors in our, in my house and I hated, I used to go on vacation once a year, whether my friends went with me or I went by myself. A lot of times I went by myself and I would go out West snowboarding and I love traveling. I love vacation. I got to the point of I hated going on vacation because everybody realizes you get out of a shower, there's a big ass mirror there. There's no hiding. Like I had to face that. So I hated going on vacation because there's bigger mirrors and I saw who I truly was. And that was one of those things. Like I wasn't being honest with myself. Like people can hide that they can't wipe their ass. People can hide that they can't clean themselves. People can hide that they're not comfortable. They can wear baggy clothes. These are all the things I've done. And so when I talk about it, I'm not bad mouthing or bashing people. It's just a lot of people can relate to me because I put out these honesty. Like, can you be honest with yourself? Can you, are you truly happy? Like I'm a jokester. Like you guys probably already picked up on this. And (laughs) like, I, I constantly make jokes, but like I used to make jokes and make fun of myself so others wouldn't and i hid behind that and it was just kind of like no i wasn't truly happy and like got to that point of being lonely and all that stuff and um like i just yeah it's just really being honest with yourself and i think that's one of the biggest steps people have to do and when people say oh i'm doing all i can are you are you truly doing what you can so exactly we uh something you have to ask yourself you know yeah but yeah. And, and one thing we do have in common uh with you my brother and i is we do have we have had asthma too ourselves so we definitely know the struggle and we definitely don't take any type of excuses from anybody else too because someone who de- deals with asthma really has yeah. to go through some shit you know it, like yeah. we have to push we have to push harder than the rest so yeah. it's that's something that we do relate and we can see like it, it it's work. It's work. So it's just you gotta be able to decide and say, Hey, let's let's buckle down and just cut the bullshit and let's just go, you know? And like I said, like I have people that tell me like, Oh man, I can never run a marathon and I said, Yeah, two years ago, I hated people that ran on the road. They were assholes. Like <laughs> straight up. Who, who wants to run on the road? <laughs> Guess who runs on the road now? Guess who's that guy that cars have to drive around? Guess who doesn't care? Guess who loves life? Like, yeah. I just looked at a post, like, I'm getting into cycling because of one of my other goals. And, like, a Facebook memory from six years ago goes, I hate cyclists. The only really? Thing worse than a cyclist is someone that drives a Prius with a bike rack on the back. <laughs> I have a Prius, and I will never have a Prius. I know that. But I'm going to be riding on the road. And it's just funny where, like, all those things I said I wouldn't be or I hated, like, I'm now becoming, and I love it. Like, I can't get enough of it. And it's just, like, running on the road is just kind of, like, it's a new trail. Yeah. Like, But I will say this. You drive in a car you don't realize how a slight incline is a major incline. Yeah. You're <laughs> so. That that we know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so like when I, when I ran my marathon, like obviously everything got canceled because of this COVID stuff. And yeah. uh, so I literally started at my house and my driveway is like a quarter mile long. Well, as soon as I get to the bottom of the hill of my driveway, it's just a slight like death by paper cuts. Like, oh yeah. Hill going up to the light. And I'm like, why did, was this my starting point? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the gradual ones that get you, man. The gradual yeah. ones. So uh, now that now that you mentioned other things, because we, we know you you're a big time runner and you've completed your marathon, you started a walk. We uh, what other things that you've been doing? You also mentioned a bike. What else do you do as uh, training purposes? Training wise, uh, I say. 
So, oh, hold on. I lost the video somehow. It's okay, man. Uh, there we go. All there right. you go. <laughs> uh, trying to get this display in here. It's not working. We're going to bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep it. Don't even cut anything. Um, so, like, day one, I started with, like, obviously what most people do, like, watching what I eat. And I just started walking, like, get out and moving. Um, I joke, but I started off at 407 pounds. So it's very easy to burn extra calories by just walking at 407 pounds. Like, <laughs> That's true. You start moving, it's it's a world of a difference. Um, and I was saying, like, with shoes, I went and I forget if we were at the Under Armour outlet store or Dick's. I forget which one. But, like, I picked up just a basic pair of Under Armour trainers. And I'm like, oh, these are for working out. I can use these for working out. Um, I got up to the point of walking like six to eight miles and I ended up hurting my leg. Uh, I strained a tendon and apparently walking six to eight miles a night is a, actually a feat. Um, I just looked at it as I wasn't winded or anything. I was just moving. Um, so I started there. Then from walking, I transferred over to, I bought a hybrid bike. So it's kind of like a mountain bike, road bike. Um, I joke, I said, like when I ride it, I look like Mary Poppins, like I'm all like upright and it has shocks on the front. It has a, sh a spring seat. It has a shock on the seat post. Like, I oh, mean, yeah, it's, yeah. oh yeah, it's it, like riding in a Cadillac down the road. Um, so, so, and the reason I picked those activities quite honestly is besides the fact that I didn't want to see myself in the mirror, I didn't want other people to see me. I didn't want to go to the yeah, gym as this 400 pound dude and go to curl up weight and only be able to curl 15 pounds. Um, a 15 pound dumbbell being held by a 400 pound guy looks like a one pound dumbbell, like yeah, in perspective. And when I first started, I had it in my head that people were going to judge me. People were going to make fun of me. People were going to like point and laugh. And I say it was all in my head because it truly was. Um, so I was going to the gym like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning, just so there weren't people. And then a couple of times I went earlier and the gym was busy. And I literally like finally got to the point where I said, you know what? I'm going to look around. So in the middle of my set, the middle of my reps, I looked around and I said, if I can make eye contact with someone then my feelings are true, no one was looking at me. Nobody cared what I was doing. Nobody cared how weak or strong I was because they all have the same insecurities. So now here I am transferring over to weightlifting, which I never really have done in my life. Um, I never really took it serious when I played ice hockey growing up or any other time. I was just kind of like go throw some weights around and that was it. Um, so I started training harder, lifting weights, getting on a program for my coach, Chris, and following the gym. Then I started training for my first 5K because um, my whole life I always thought doing a 5K would be cute. And I say cute because, like, so many people do it for so many reasons. Yeah. And it seems like a great event. And you're like, ah, like, these people look like they're having fun. Well, when I went to run my first mile and it took me almost 16 minutes and I thought I was going to have a heart attack and just I wanted to die. Um, I was like, why am I doing this? I followed a program. and shortly like one or two weeks in my one friend she was like brian you literally need to get better shoes and i never thought about it so that's when i went to the running store and i'm like they're like what are you using to run now i'm like well the shoes that are on my feet and they just kind of looked at me like they didn't judge me for my size for starting running they were judging me because i literally should have just been wearing flip-flops according to them basically <laughs> um so and that's uh so i got into running and then from running, I kind of, I always hated running and I fought being called a runner. Um, so you make the comment that I'm pretty, uh, I'm big in running now. It's, it's still shocking for me to hear that. Um, <laughs> it just like blows my mind. Um, and then when people had asked me advice, I'm just like, okay, this is just crazy. Uh, being on a podcast, which is about shoes, but fitness, like it blows my mind. Um, but so while doing the running stuff, I just keep making my goals bigger and bigger. And I found a quote from Michelangelo. The quote is, um, aiming too high and missing the mark is not our problem. 
it's actually aiming too low and achieving it. Um, so basically it's saying like, if you set a goal that you can reach, you're not really pushing it yourself. So I went from that 5k to, Oh, next year I'm going to run a 10k in just double the time. My first training session for that 10k, I ran the entire six miles furthest I've ever ran in my life or 6.2 miles. Um, don't want the real runners out there to get all upset that I <laughs> cut, cut out the 0.2. Um, so I literally was like, hell, I can run a 10k. Might as well go for a half marathon next year. Had a couple of people reach out. Will Grumpke was one of them from first form. Oh, yeah. He goes, brother, you're the one saying don't take your life for granted. And you're the one saying, do it now, do it now. And now you're going to say, do it next year. He's like, screw that. Do it this year. This was in <laughs> April or May of 2019 last year. And I ran my first half marathon in September of that last year. So I literally skipped the 10 K goal, went from the 5 K to training for a half marathon. That's crazy. <laughs> After I ran the half marathon in September, I was like, you know what? I had this goal for the year running a 10 K. So I was at the running store. I was like, hey, guys, you guys, are there any 10Ks between now and the end of the year? This is like mid-October. And the guy at the counter goes, oh, yeah, the bow tree runs this weekend. <laughs> Again, I'm not an avid runner. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, bow tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Google it. And I'm like, bow tree run Pennsylvania. Like, I had no clue. Like, they're talking to me like, oh, yeah, bow tree. That's on my, my every year I do that one. Um, <laughs> so I ended up running the 10K with like literally three days notice. I came home, went to my wife. I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, Saturday morning, I'm going to go run a 10K. She's like, <laughs> you're an idiot, but go ahead, have fun. <laughs> oh, so, and then uh, with running, then I added the goal of a, a full marathon. And uh, to achieve those bigger goals and things that people don't necessarily do, I threw in the wanting to do a half Ironman and a full Ironman. So... Right now, I'm currently training for my half Ironman, which is supposed to be in September down in Atlantic City. And then in 2021, next year, I'll be doing the full Ironman down in Florida. So nice. Oh, it's going to be in Florida, huh? Yeah. yeah I, I, I picked uh, Atlantic City because it was close because I'm right outside of Philadelphia. Yes. And then uh, I picked Florida because we can turn it into a family vacation. Because, <laughs> you know, every family wants to go see their husband or stepdad. Or son do a uh, full Ironman in Florida. So. <laughs> hey, if, it, if, it's it's after, you know? if it's close yeah, enough, I'll come yeah, join. We'll, we'll be going to Universal Studios and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll be in a wheelchair, but we'll, we'll be yeah. there. <laughs> don't worry, they got plenty of them over there. They might have the yeah, motorized ones for you. Yeah, I'm gonna get one of those little rascal things. Just <laughs> around it, so. Believe me, after that race, you're gonna deserve that one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> gotta love it. So, Brian, you, you've just mentioned all those running um, events, and you stated that in the beginning you hurt you hurt yourself by this certain shoe that you got. So yeah. from that moment till now, what are you looking for in, uh, um, as sneaker-wise when you go shopping for a shoe for those type of events? Are you looking for comfort, the flatness, the breathableness? Like, what are the key options that you're looking for now? With, through all this experience that you've been going through now? So basically, like, when I go, like, I'm going to the actual running store, and I'm asking the experts instead of going, and I don't mean to knock anybody by any means going to Dick's or Foot Locker or Champs, but they may not necessarily have that background. Mm -hmm. So, like, the dude could be an expert in basketball and know exactly what kind of basketball shoes you need, but he doesn't know running on a track or whatever, or out on the street. So I go to my local running store. And like I said, when I went there, they hooked me up the first pair. These aren't the first pair, but it was the same style. So it was the 860 uh, New Balance version 8s. Um, originally, I had them in gray. And what that shoe is, is it's a supportive shoe. So basically, when they watched me walk in the store, I didn't have strength in my ankles. You, they literally could see my ankles rolling. Yeah. So that shoe is a much stiffer shoe and that provided me the balance and everything. Then I just continued running. And even though I said, like, I started realizing like, okay, shoes have a purpose. I saw these guys with lifting shoes and I'm like, that's just, well, like, I don't, 
I'm at Planet Fitness. I don't I don't need a lifting shoe. That's just crazy. So I was wearing my New Balances to the gym because I would do a little cardio work. So I was like, all right, this works. Um, and then obviously, you guys may have heard of this company, uh, Noble. Never um, heard of it. I don't, I, I don't know if you guys – I don't think you did. So that's why I brought both my pairs out because, yeah. I mean, you may not be aware of them. So uh, little, little, little company growing. Um, but so my first pair of Nobles um, – I went to an event down in uh, Maryland, uh, Blue Line Strength. Um, it's a bunch of cops. Uh, they're with First Form, uh, a couple of the guys, but they put on an event. And what was funny is locally, there's a guy that I never met, but we don't live that far apart. And he posted he got a new pair of shoes because his nobles didn't fit. It. And I'm like, are you going to Maryland today? He's like, yep. I said, you're trying to sell the nobles. What size? And they're my size. So... <laughs> I was like, I'm on it. The only reason I didn't buy the nobles before that is there's no local store. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I want to try them on. I want to make sure they fit. I don't want to go through this whole return process. So I bought them down at the event. They were comfortable when I put them on. I wore them home. I wore them walking that night, like out to dinner that night. But what was funny is I wore them to the gym the next day. And it was night and day. Like my running shoe was a supportive shoe for running not for weightlifting yeah. <laughs> so i just remember like i was on the cable machine and it seems crazy but like i just remember grabbing the cables and feeling like my feet were planted and yeah. stable and i was like all right so uh this kind of sucks like now i'm gonna have to get all these shoes for everything yeah. <laughs> um so literally like going to the gym wearing the nobles is awesome uh last year first form flew me out and I got to do some content with them. And Jeremy Mullins and Brian Teach, two of the head guys, were like, hey, you want to do a workout with us? I'm like, no, not really. But, <laughs> yeah. So then it, it turned. And um, for those that don't know, Jeremy Mullins is ex-military and he's still in the reserves and National Guard. And so he has that military background. So Jeremy goes, hey, we'll go for a little run because, you know, you're doing running stuff. And I'm like, Okay. And he goes, and we'll throw in some push-ups. I'm like, no, not okay. Because I'm thinking, here's a military guy. For me, a pu- do a couple push-ups is literally like two push-ups. <laughs> military, it's like 25. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm going to die. Like, sign. So I was so overwhelmed. I never put my running shoes on. And it made me nervous. But I actually ran 3.6 miles that day, which was the longest I ran straight in this pair of nobles really no blisters no nothing like honestly had no ankle pain no knee pain i don't necessarily recommend everybody doing it daily that way yeah but if you need to you can and it works um and I'm but glad- luckily brian teach didn't want to do any push-ups so we didn't do zero <laughs> push-ups it just kept me moving because we set that goal to, for me to hit the PR of distance that day. So that's crazy. I'm glad you brought that up too, because with those shoes, you can—they're actually designed um, for training, but you're also to the run. So if you pick that shoe up, particularly, or if I'll bring this one too, right here. You see how this part right here? Oh, you know, you you know about Noble. I know a little bit about Noble. I know a little bit, just a tad. Noble, you know about Noble. (laughs) So if you look at this shoe here, you see how it's flat, and then you see how it comes up right here. So this shoe's a four millimeter heel to toe drop, which means this from toe to heel is just a four millimeter heel to toe drop. This part right here is up this way so you can run on the shoe. That's why you're able to run it. Now, you see the difference you between go. yours and the Noble. That The one up top is an 8-millimeter heel-to-toe drop. So you're able yeah. to run, and it gives you drives you forward. So that's why yep. you can run all day in that shoe. And this one yeah. you can, but we can only max it around two, two and a half miles. So that's why yeah. I was very, very shocked when you said 3.6 miles. I was like, <laughs> what? I mean, Gee, thanks. Fat guy ran that distance. I got it. As well. You were shocked. I got it. I met the shit. <laughs> I thought you were trying to dig yourself out of this one. Right now. I got it. I just want to clarify. Put me on the uh, the system here that I said because you ran those shoes at three point six miles. <laughs> yeah, right. Now you're a fat person bashing. We got it. Okay. <laughs> and oh, the interview's well. over. <laughs> yeah, no. We're gonna pause it right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is when the 
long pause and edits coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I won't cut that one out, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> that one so, out. <laughs> no, and that was just, um, so like you were saying, I mean, so to give that example, so this was the same model shoe I had. So obviously, I don't know if video, it's too small. I can't see if it's a good picture or not. It's good. It's um, good. So my first running shoe was not that aggressive because um, it's more supportive and it was more just making sure that like your foot was planted and not rolling. Um, so the joke is like I continued with running and became a runner and I graduated from a supportive shoe, the 860s to the 1080s. So the difference between a supportive running shoe and a, a neutral shoe, you can see just the literally like you were saying, the rocker to it. Yes. Um, when I put the ten six the ten eighties on, it was like unbelievable. Like just walking, I felt like I was being sprung forward. Um, so it was just I mean, weird a sensation I'm not used to of like literally putting on those pairs of the shoes and like feeling a difference. And like I said, like the footwear clicked more and more. And again, I referenced first form and I know you, you guys are use the supplements and everything. I know it's not a first form thing, but Jerry Mullins uses the, the expression of if you're on your journey and you mess up or you have a bad day, you can, you relate that to being in a car. And if you're going down the road and you get a flat tire, you don't get out of the car and flatten the other three tires. So now I look at shoes and footwear and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go buy a Porsche. I don't have enough money to buy a Porsche, but let's buy a Porsche. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to put off-road tires on it. I'm going to get high performance street tires, low profile, have a street tread and use what they're meant for. So now when I go to the gym, this is not necessarily stable enough for me to be lifting exactly. because if I lift, I'm literally going to be rocking up on my toes and I'm going to injure myself compared to having something that I could be flat with. Exactly. So when I put those shoes on and like just felt that instant rock, I was like, this is just crazy. Like I can't it, fathom it. Like never thought of it before. Um, and then with my hybrid bike riding around like Mary Poppins, um, I was just using my regular shoes and everything. And now transitioning into my triathlon training, um, I was gifted um, a ridiculous bike um, just beyond it's, it's a race bike race teams use it. Um, so when I was gifted it, like I had to pick up a couple things. And one of the things was cycle shoes. Well, Originally, I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy a cheap pair because, like, I'm not going to cycle that much or train. Like, And then I got thinking more and more, it goes with everything else. So when you get cycle shoes, like, you have the basic shoe, and there can be flex in it. Or you start upgrading, and it becomes stiffer and becomes – so basically, your point of contact on the bike, your foot's not buckling at all. So you're putting more power into the pedal – and then long rides where if you're not familiar, like the half Ironman, I'm on the bike for 50 something miles and the full Ironman, I'm on the bike for over a hundred miles. Yeah. So while training, I'm going to be on that bike a lot. So if I can keep my foot nice and planted and straight, I'm not going to have foot issues. So instead of getting the low end shoe, I spent like another $40 upgraded. So my riding shoe, which I actually just got this past weekend because I got invited to be on this show. Um, <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate um, it. But it's literally a full carbon fiber bottom to it. So this thing, like, it's I light. Yeah, it's light. It's less rotating mass, but then there's like no flex to it at all. Like even me right now, at my weight of two twenty, it's like I was walking in a minute. It's an awkward walk. Um, definitely not running <laughs> in those or weightlifting in those. But like for cycling, it's just kind of like all this stuff just comes together. And when you talk to any cyclist, like that point of contact. So if you relate that to everything else, literally our, our feet are on the ground. Our feet are what stabilize us. So when we put our foot into something, if it's not the right thing, it's not going to be beneficial or helpful. So exactly. Chris has this 
pair of shoes from Bontrager because they're sponsored. The whole team's sponsored, so they get like the latest and greatest in Trek Bontrager. I mean, they treat them well. But I looked up the shoes Chris has, and I'm like, well, maybe I should just get them because I know that they perform. The sticker price is like four ninety nine, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, yeah, like I'm getting into this, but like that's like three weeks worth of groceries for my family. It's kind of like, then you throw in this whole COVID thing and it's like $500 or like buy that chicken. We're not sure is going to be there tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. So I went with about, I went with, I'll say a a middle of the road shoe. Um, Just so it's not the cheapest, not the most expensive. Um, It has a lot of things that the high end shoes have but has some things that the low end shoe don't have. <clears throat> so like the, like with this, uh, it has the boa tightening. So literally I just yeah. turn it and it's a cable and it tightens up. So I'm not even tying my shoes. So literally you can reach down while you're riding and tighten it up or loosen it and, and just keep going. That's, um, that's actually so, a new tech, not a new technology, but now, uh, believe it or not, some of the running shoes are starting to come up with, uh, yeah. with, uh, so Saucony has a pair of shoes like that. And Puma, uh, came out with a shoe that has that tightening, tightening mechanism. Yep. It's pretty sick. It's really cool. Yeah. And it's honestly like, I'll definitely be looking into that because one of the things I noticed with like all shoes, my entire life, and even like when I was snowboarding, um, my boots, if I had the tie ones, like at some point I needed to stop loosen them like my feet swell a lot um with a lot of activities and even with dropping all this weight my feet still swell up so i get problems with pressure points on my sneakers so the crazy thing is i don't know i should have loosened these up but like i literally if you can see the tongue there's a gap here yeah um so i tied them so there's literally a window right across the top of my foot because that's a pressure point for me. My foot swells there. So when I get done running, whether it's three miles or the 26.2 miles, if I don't have my shoes tied that way, I literally feels like I have a tendon issue because it's literally pushing on the tendon and it's causing that problem. So just mess around on the interwebs. And I mean, you can self-diagnose anything and be accurate. (laughs) So, But um, I found this site that talked about different ways to tie your shoes, and I just started messing with it and tying it. So not only can you have the proper footwear, but then, like, how to tie it changes. So that BOA technology coming into sneakers, I'm definitely, like, I will go probably to that route just because with the BOA system, there's less pressure points going across the top. And it's more just kind of wrapping your foot in it. So That's great. Um, I would never thought to even think about how to like maybe help like lacing it helps helps yeah. it tremendously. Right? That's pretty cool that you got that done on that gap. That's really that's Brian, awesome. Right. What site was that that you were looking at? Getting uh, all that information if you like to share. I actually don't even remember. Literally it was just like I Googled pressure point on my foot running. And then I Googled like how to tie running shoes. Now you get a basic video literally of someone tying their shoe the normal way. Um, so you have to just, like search a little bit better and more detailed. Um, but I found that. And then the other one, I think my wife was just scrolling through Instagram and she saw someone tying their shoe a little differently. So, and I don't know if this is everybody or it's what it's supposed to do, but most running shoes have two holes at the very top. Yes. And no one ever uses that back hole mm-hmm. ever. And I don't know if you guys know a way to use that. And this is not a joke, actually. I mean, it could could lead up into the back hole and don't use it, but um, uh, we'll keep it G-rated. So <laughs> literally what you do is you create a little loop like that. And then the, the string from the left side comes over. And as you pull it, it now is creating less of a pressure point. Uh, it's not working without my foot in the shoe. But <laughs> epic fail. Thank God this is a podcast mainly so they can, we can just say that it's working. Um, so for those watching on YouTube or who will watch this, literally when you're done, that's what it looks like. So now you're utilizing that back point. Your foot's in there more secure. 
and it's not a pressure point as much as if you just tied it normally. Because if you think about tying it normally, the laces would be back behind and then you're pulling it forward. So this yes. allows you to like have the lace still sitting up towards the front, gotcha. but it's still pulling from the back of the shoe. Wow, so, that makes sense. I didn't know. Well, I don't know if you knew that one, but I didn't know that. That's like I didn't. I, actually, I didn't know that because from our previous podcast, we actually talked about the store I actually went to called Roadrunner. There's running specialist. Oh yeah. And okay. That he. That's the fun thing he showed me that there's a that's a certain way to lock in your shoe, um, your foot into your uh shoe onto your foot um more securely. Just how you showed it. That's yeah. Sick. Well, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know. Nah. And it's again, it's funny. Like I was gonna make the joke. Like yeah, I know about this because I'm a running expert and I'm a runner. But uh, <laughs> no, it's it's trial and error, and it's it's one of those things like asking people and not being afraid to ask and not being afraid to, I guess, being, I goes back to the very beginning, being honest with yourself and like facing that and you don't know. So it's like, yo, what's this extra hole for? And people are like, yo, dude, if you go like this and it makes the world of a difference, yeah. like having my foot planted in this shoe is just unbelievable. Um, like I That's said, so cool. I'm not granted. Both my running shoes are new balances. Um, I've had new balances from, day one and it was just basically because my foot is a little wider and the new balances fit me better and then why true yeah and then when i went and obviously losing 180 pounds my foot shrunk um <laughs> it's not as fat so i could go to other brands but like when i tried them on there's just certain pressure points and as i was saying i have to deal with those pressure points because if i feel at the moment i put in my foot in a shoe, once I continue to run, that minor pressure point can become a major pressure point. Yes, so a lot of discomfort. So I have to like basically feel like I'm putting my foot in a slipper. And with these, I definitely felt that way. Um, there's one thing, and I know um, one of the guys I know, Dennis, he bought the same pair and he was dealing with the same issue so the tongue's completely sewn in on this shoe, yes. but right across the front where it's sewn is causing a pressure point. And I thought maybe it was just on me, but it actually caused a pressure point on Dennis also. Um, Interesting. And he, like, I told him, I was like, I got these. So as you guys are probably aware, but some of the listeners probably aren't like shoes are only good for X amount of wears, X amount of mileage, X yes. amount of whatever. However, lifting shoes are only good for so long. They break down and running shoes are the same way. So mileage wise, I think they told me these are good for about 350 miles total, mm -hmm. 330. So I have these in my Garmin app. So every time I run, it's telling me that they're like the mileage I have on these shoes. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, that's really, Since that's they're red, I, I called them Dorothy's, as yeah. in Wizard of Oz, Dorothy yeah. Slippers. <laughs> Dorothy <Red> Slippers. <laughs> Very yeah, creative. I like that. Uh, respect. Okay. Respect. <laughs> I thought that was a little better than calling them the Red Rockets, because that was just a little different. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so, like, what's funny is, like, during all my training, like, I had that pressure point, and I'm like, man, these are brand new shoes, and don't get me wrong, I know New Balance will stand by them, and my running store will stand by them, and, like, I could have gone back, but... I hate returning stuff. Mm -hmm. So I literally like just kind of push through training and whatever. And when I ran my 26.2 miles, um, so everything was canceled because of COVID. Uh, the day I was running, it was the same day I was supposed to run it down in Washington, DC. I started off from my house in a rainstorm. It rained the entire time. It was horrible. It was cold. Um, it took me about a, 50 minutes longer than I wanted it to because my muscles were cramping up. My legs were soaked. I was cold, just everything. But the one thing that I went right, that pressure point did not hit my foot. So I don't know if it was because my shoe was so wet and it stretched out more and the shoe finally got fully broken in. And I think that was more what it was. It was just kind of that shoe stretched finally. And like, I, for running 26.2 miles in the conditions I ran in, I was back to work on Monday and I do landscaping and I was physically working, moving around and as if I did nothing uh, over the crazy. weekend. So um, again, it's just a testament to what the footwear can do for you when it's 
proper and fitting. So, exactly. so I have got two questions. Yep. So based on your shoes, like your new bounds, um, you know, you mentioned that your, your feet swell up. Do, do you consider half sizing up because of that? Or do you st- stick to the same um, uh, true to size? So I stick to the true size because, especially with running, if you go up a half size, that leaves more room for you to have slop and shift around. And then you're having blisters and you're having all these other things. Um, Like one of the common things is like runners lose their toenails because (laughs) like, yeah, um, I lost the toenail running because I was brilliant running on the road at night. And when I saw headlights coming, I went off into the grass. And who would have known you wouldn't see a big-ass rock in the pitch black. <laughs> yeah. And uh, caught my toe on it. And I didn't go down. I don't know how I didn't fall. Um, but when I got home, I'm like, I don't remember that toe being red. And then I realized, like, like I had no toenail. And it was just, yeah. Oh. So, um, <laughs> now, so I go for the same size, but that's where like that initial fit and everything, like just making sure it's comfortable from the get go. And, um, the way I tie my shoe, I'm leaving room for quote unquote expansion. Um, okay. there's a uh, body glide and foot glide. And I believe the foot glide actually has some all natural stuff that's supposed to help, um, swelling and like anti-inflammatory stuff. Um, the one thing I, I found out the hard way um, is for medicines. Do not take ibuprofen with long runs. Ibuprofen literally upsets your stomach. And it goes back to my day one of barely being able to wipe my ass. I'll just leave it at that. That's what <laughs> ibuprofen can do for you. Uh, and it's not fun. It's literally like I went on these like, 15 to 18 mile training runs, pop some ibuprofen, eat a meal, and like 20 minutes later, struggling to run to the bathroom because I just ran 18 miles. And uh, again, I turned to Google and it was like digging deep into like legit sites, found that it was the ibuprofen that was messing up my stomach. It's not in everybody, but it is a thing. And so I stopped and I never had that issue again. So mind blown. My yeah, mind. yeah, yeah. And then um, so, my second question was, so yeah, I know you wait, notice the two different new bounces that you have. Yes. And I'm guessing there's two different millimeters from the heel to toe on those. Yeah. So you guys know more about that than I do. I just know that they're cool looking and they function. Mm-hmm. But so the top one, the black one was my, the original pair. And that's my stable shoe. So now I still have some mileage left in them. So I use them for like walking around the house. And like, if we go to the grocery store, cause these are my running shoes and I don't wear them for anything else. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, you can see the rocker to them and the ho- like heel to toe and that difference just between these two shoes. And okay, it's walk. Like I was saying, like when I tried these on in the store, the, my 1080s, like, I literally felt like I was walking faster. Like, it literally just, as soon as you start moving, it's rocking you and, like, helping push off like a spring. Exactly. Because so, okay. so, the thing is that certain clients that we deal with, they prefer less cushion, and there's some people that prefer more cushion. So I was wondering, what do you prefer, of a more of a cushion or less of a cushion? But it seems like you're leaning more towards the round that's more comfortable, that's why... Yeah, so as for like for me as of right now, like I like the more cushion. Like um the ten eighties, like they they literally feel like a pillow on my foot. And I'm sorry, when I had in my head I'm gonna run twenty six point two miles. Well, do you wanna run on a pillow or a two by four? Like (laughs) I'm sorry, like not to get religious, but I'm not trying to wear Jesus sandals and like (laughs) <laughs> like go 26.2 miles and like just be slamming my joints and my feet. So exactly. having that extra cushion was like what I wanted. But when you talk to more hardcore runners, they literally want the old school mentality was like, you basically wanted nothing on your foot. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the technology now and you look at those new Nikes, 
the 1% zoom, whatever, whatever the name is, but like the technology in them, the foam and the carbon fiber, it's literally a springboard underneath your foot Mm -hmm. with the two things working together to help propel you forward. And that's why these people are setting these records in those shoes because of the technology behind it. So, and unfortunately a lot of people don't know, but they actually banned that shoe. Uh, yes. for the Olympics is there. It's actually helping them yeah. <laughs> go faster. And it was also like also like I know uh was it Kip Trobi? He his records are um like they're saying like his record may not even stand because the shoe he wore is not available to the general public. And that's yeah, why that. it's banned in the Olympics because it has to be a shoe that anybody can purchase yeah. and have. So Nike can't go to their elite runner, no matter what country it is, to be like, here's the golden ticket. <laughs> You're going to beat everybody else just because this is on your foot. Exactly. So, yeah, there's – yeah, I've definitely been watching a lot of YouTube stuff, and I don't watch regular news anymore. Like, that's just – for the birds, like, yeah. I don't need to know what's going on in the world because <laughs> it's not real what they share. So I watch, like, fitness stuff and, like, yeah, like – I'm going to learn real stuff that really is going to help me in my new lifestyle. So. Exactly. And then, um, there's, it's a little different uh, when it comes to like, say for a basketball sneaker, like there's LeBron James and Zion Williams. These, these guys get these specific shoes built for them for the bat. Yeah. Like, yes, it's, it's essence. Like you said, Nike's giving you that golden ticket. Like this is a shoe that's going to get you through this game and, and perform, have you perform well. It's a little different when you give it to somebody who runs it gets a little bit more advantage when you give it, yeah. give it with, uh, yeah. with that technology. But Yeah, um, and it's like when these guys are shaving, like, minutes Exactly. Off, like, exactly. it doesn't seem like a lot, but, like, in 26 miles, like, a couple minutes is a – It's, a, it's it, huge. I mean, it's, it's huge. Yeah, like, it's huge. So, that's like with me, like, I know my first uh, 5K was a turkey trot, and it was, like, 36 minutes or something, and then, like, I set a goal, like I wanted to run just a couple minutes faster. Um, and then I kept pushing, kept pushing. And I ended up just shy of 12 minutes faster in one year time um, in three, in 3.2 miles. So again, you can't forget that point too, because that's huge. Us yes, runners get yeah. offended if you miss out on that tens yes. of miles. So. <laughs> uh, that's too far. Uh, but yeah, it's just like the footwear though. And it's just funny seeing like, like I said, so my wife for my birthday and Christmas got me the black on black. So I've mm. never trained in these. These are like my going out shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so right now they don't get worn because we don't go out besides work. Yeah. <laughs> so these are nice and clean. Um, but I've actually, so for my wife, I was saying about the vasculitis, like my running shoes are red literally because the vasculitis color is red. So my whole get up for running, like I have as much red as possible. The Von Traegers didn't come in red and I didn't want to wait a couple of weeks till I could get a black pair. So I literally got these because I just didn't want to wait. Um, <laughs> but the Noble, uh, again, the company you guys have heard of, um, they had the, the knit red runners. Yes. And I was hoping when I went up to New York and at, uh, in November, December, um, for a Toys for Top lift, we were hoping to be able to be up there the whole weekend and actually go to the Noble store. And I mm-hmm. wanted to try on the runners. And I know I'm not going to be able to go run a marathon in the Noble runners, but like, I definitely want to look at them and like try them on and try to get in a pair because I like the trainers. And I just, unfortunately, the you guys probably have all the answers. And I probably should just ask you guys, but like, we're here, man. I wanted to know what they like compared to like what's the noble runner compared to like which new balance and what's funny is when i say i google a lot of stuff you can't get a google answer on (laughs) what the noble compares to like it's literally like what's noble processing processing and i'm like you for real i'm like damn nike new balance and adidas got like google on lockdown don't want anybody knowing about that small brand so yeah. Well, they just came out. They're not that old. That's the problem. Yeah. But um, I can't answer that question because I never wore New Balances, so I don't want to lie to you. Yeah. But all I know, it's all I can tell you, it's a knit upper with a ten yeah. millimeter from heel to toe, and it has that rocker um, okay. uh, yeah. feel too. 
It's something that you would have to wear. I lo- I fell in love with it because I fractured my foot, and I, I tried you. orthopedic shoes and Nikes and all that. This is the only shoe that would help me out comfortably wearing them. So ever since that moment, I've been loving the Noble um, Company. So nice. that's my intake of it. <laughs> yeah, listen, if you're ever in the area, even when you come in Florida, uh, there's a store down here, so we you can nice. always come in and we can we can try it out, fit you in, man. But uh, it's, yeah. it's definitely something to try on. It's it, it can be for you, it can it cannot be for you. We cannot be biased. We love yeah. the shoes. <laughs> not, not biased, but don't just ignore the pants right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like that's it, that's that's something that you gotta like try on for sure, and I, yeah. I know you'll love it. Yeah, I, I don't know what shoe you guys should do. For those <laughs> listening, I'm pointing at my noble trainers right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, yeah, um, it's... So, yeah, that's uh, and then we're going to start wrapping it up, man. Um, <laughs> we appreciate your time. This was, like, very knowledgeable. Um, very knowledgeable. This, like, this was a this was a great conversation. Conversation did not expect to go in other in, uh, different ways, too, which is awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's because oh, I'm a fat guy talking about shoes. I know, I know where you're coming from. <laughs> I'm, I'm so losing today. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Once, once I dig in, like I'm, I'm dug in. Like I, you love, can't, I, you I love it. I love it. I can dig deeper than you can. Trust me. <laughs> I'm not competitive, though. I'm not. Competitive. <laughs> but um, you know, we want to we want to ask you two more questions, and then we'll get you out of here. Um, one question I do want to ask you. Um, you know, if you were to tell your, if you were sitting like right next to or right in front was sitting your 400 pound self, what would you tell that, that person right now? If you, if you were like, you you know, that 400 pound self of you is about to start in this journey. What would you tell them? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, honestly, what I would tell myself is to start believing in yourself. Um, like I said, like I never saw myself as a runner and here I am running. I never saw myself being a road cyclist and I'm going to become a road cyclist. Um, a lot of it just was self doubt and growing up, I had an older brother and what I've realized on this journey is like my older brother was always fit. My older brother was always what I thought was excellent at everything. Um, and me personally, I just thought it came natural. And what I've learned this past two and a half years, almost two and a half years is literally, it doesn't come natural for him. He just worked harder than me. Um, so if I could literally tell myself like what the key is, it's literally believing in yourself. And the only person you need to compare yourself to is yourself. Um, so what my heart is now is running 26.2 miles. My heart two years ago was running one mile. That's great. So I don't want people looking at me today. Literally, if you want to compare yourself to me, compare yourself to my post from two years ago or like those mile markers, because that's that's what it is. And so definitely having that self-belief. And again, as you said, my my Instagram is insecure to confident. And it's literally what this journey has been about is going from 100 percent insecure about almost everything in life to becoming confident about everything I do. And by no means I'm ever going to be perfect or the best at anything, but I'm giving it my all and I'm, I'm going to try to conquer what I can. I know. And I, 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 we can definitely see it. Listen, I don't, I haven't known you for very long, but just by looking at the videos and the pictures, you can see from how, you started and then how the confidence that shows up and I, and I'm really proud, uh, you know, to see that. And, uh, you know, even though it may not seem like a lot for me, but I'm proud of you, man. That's a I, appreciate, journey, man. I appreciate that, man. And like, like I said, it's just crazy when people ask me for advice or people talk to me and like craziest thing in my life ever is like, I'm a, I'm not an official member of anything. Like technically I'm not an athlete. I'm not sponsored. I don't, um, I mean, I know two guys are going to try to get me a noble contract right now, but like, outside of that, like, <laughs> um, like, I, like I, don't that. Have, I, I don't have true endorsements and quite honestly, I'm not pursuing that per se. And it's not necessarily, I'm not against it, but like for me, 
if you go back and you look at my YouTube and you look at my day one video, I literally said in that video, I do not want to do this. I do not want to put myself out like this. However, if I can help one person, this is why I'm doing it. Besides for myself, I'm going to be selfish. No matter what, in this journey, I am selfish. I am doing this for me, which in turn helps me be there for my family, for my wife, for everybody else. And then the next thing is for other people. So when people say I inspire them or motivate them, it makes me feel great. But I want people to be inspired and motivated by themselves truly. Mm-hmm. Like people ask me, what's my go-to? I remember why I started, but then I literally go back and I don't want to sound conceited right now, but I go back and watch my own videos. I read my own post. I will keep myself accountable because I don't want to go back to my day one video and be like, oh, I said I was going to do this. I'm at day 800 and something and I'm not doing that anymore. So I literally go back to that day one stuff, week two, week three, week four, however long it's been. And like, I just keep watching that stuff over and over again, because that's the greatest motivator is not becoming the man I was. And that's what my fear is now in life. Never returning to taking life for granted. A hundred percent. Amazing. It's just that uh, it's like, it's, we love doing a podcast like this. Like there's, there's, there's a lot of people that know you, but there's a lot of people that don't know about you. And a lot of people see celebrities, like the well-known people, but there's a guy in PA that's doing what's being successful and is showing other people that you can do it. Anybody can do it. If you put your mind to it, just the same mindset that you do, you know? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to be doing an Ironman. Will I win it? Nope. Will I become a professional Ironman? Nope. But you look at you look at you look at those numbers and like I completed now I'm very hard on myself. I did not complete it in my goal time, so I consider that a fail. I'm okay with failing because failing means I can learn how to do it better. I'm not okay with quitting. So when I say I fail and people get all offended, oh no, you didn't fail, don't say you fail. no no no. I'm okay with failing. Like I want to fail. That's why I set these ridiculous goals. Exactly. Because I don't want to just achieve what's achievable. So when you look at the numbers, I'm part of less than 1% of the world's population that has completed 26.2 months. And that's not to boast or brag, but to look at myself two years ago when I started this thinking a 5K would be cute and I set a goal for a marathon, it's just you can truly become whatever you want if you try, if you work hard. And someone's going to have it easier than you, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. Exactly. A hundred percent. And brag about it too, man. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's one of, one of the guys I definitely, I mean, means a lot to me in his words, um, Kevin, um, he, it's just, he, he's told me a lot and he showed me how you can be proud, but still be humbled. And I think that's why people kind of can relate to me because I'm achieving these things and I'm proud of myself, but by no means did I ever think I would do this. And for somebody to say, I motivate them for my brother who I looked up to my entire life, who was always in shape, him coming to me and go, yo, I got my butt back to working out. I'm losing the weight I need to lose. Now, it always pisses me off because the weight my brother needs to lose is like six pounds. <laughs> like, I'm still waiting. I'm still like on my last like 40 pounds I want to lose. But and it's just like, I'm like, all right. But to hear my brother say like I motivated him or inspired him. To hear my parents say that they change the way they eat when they go out because of what I'm doing. Never in my life did I ever expect any of that. And that is truly the greatest feeling. It is just people wanting to become better just because I keep pushing myself to be, become better. That's great. That's, you can't beat that bad. It's, yeah. it's something else for real. All comes full circle, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And it's uh, the crazy thing. So when you, when I said like my goals and keep escalating them, um, I'll, I'll drop a bomb here that I've only said to a couple of people. So when people lose weight, they become runners and that's their thing. When people lose weight, they become triathletes. That's their thing. People lose weight, they go into bodybuilding. People lose weight, 
they become power lifters for to all those things. Um, so the next thing I'm going to do, my Ironman is 2021 and 2022. I'm actually going to attempt to contend in a physique contest. Really? Um, yeah. Um, uh, it's just one of those things like, where That's do I go awesome, next? Man. What, what box haven't I checked? And trust me, I'm not doing the string bikini banana hammock one. I'm doing the board shorts one. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I want to go from insecure to confident, but I don't need to be that confident. Um, so, um, yeah, that's 2022. That's going to be my goal. And then 2023, uh, I think I'm going to start going for more strength stuff and um, maybe check out that powerlifting stuff and everything and just kind of this is a lifestyle. and. I'm learning what I like and don't like, and I just want to keep pushing myself. So like you guys have said, it's just kind of anybody can achieve anything. And since I started this, that's what people say I'm doing. So I literally want to show like, oh, you want to become this? You can. And to go from a 400 plus pound guy to checking all these things off the box. I mean, I'm not the first person that does it. I'm not the last person that's going to do it. A lot of the things I say, I'm not the first person to say to say it, but it's just that using this platform of social media and like podcasts like this. And I mean, this is obviously my first one I've ever done and I'm honored that I was asked to do it um, and humbled and blown away because um, I never imagined I'd ever do it. And I mean, I'm on episode 10. Like, well, this is the setup you should have. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to kick it off for the no, episode 10 there. But uh, yeah. this is definitely the, I mean, the last part we're going to ask is what you were, what's your goal and what's, and what's next for, for Brian, but you definitely said I'm. I'm actually. Uh, we're happy we're that you're. Excited. <laughs> yeah, we're excited that we get to hear it first. But um, yeah, and that's like I said, it's kind of like been kicking around. And I said something to Chris the other day. Obviously, I've said something to my wife about it. Um, but outside of that, like I really, really haven't said anything to anyone. And it's just kind of. It's not that I don't think I'll do it. It's just kind of. When, when do I announce that? And it's kind of everyone goes, "Oh, what's your goal now?" And it's okay. Well. Here you go. So, and I have yet to skip a goal. I have failed at goals, but when I failed at them, I redid them. So, and that's where that's where I'm at. So, well, we're gonna definitely be cheering you on uh, on oh, on the social media side, and I'm sure everybody else will uh, who, who's been following your journey from now. Um, but this is the best way to wrap it up, man. We thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for all the stories. Thank you for dropping this bomb of letting us know what's next. And then, uh, and we do, and there's one thing I do appreciate that one post, and so everybody can hear out there. You know, when you're doing a journey like this, it's Brian said it best, especially on that first phone page. It takes one day at a time, one workout at a time, one meal at a time, one pound at a time, and you'll get there. And that's the best way to explain it to for somebody who's starting their journey. And that's it's one day at a time. And that's it. You can easily get overwhelmed, but when you break it down in a little thing, and that's constantly like, especially in the very beginning, like I, I had that big goal, but you can't get there unless you take that first step in exactly. a, a nice pair of nobles. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like, this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you you can't get to mile one if you didn't even take the first step. So while you have to keep those goals in mind, you can't get overwhelmed at how big or how far you have to go. You have to literally just take that first step, take that second step, eat that first meal. And one of the hashtags I've used from day one is better choices. Um, so if you like potato chips, by all means, keep eating potato chips. If you eat a bag a day, go to three quarters of a bag yeah. a day. Go to a half a bag a day, then a quarter of a bag. Then you're eating them once a day. And trust me, the more you get rid of that stuff, the less you'll crave it, the less you'll want it. And it's just, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. You just can't keep saying you're going to do it. So that's the best way to say it, man. That's the way to say it. We always <laughs> say that. We always say that. Yeah. All right, yeah. Brian. Thank you so much, man. And thank All you. All right, for guys. Everything. Thank you. I really appreciate it. That wraps episode 10 yeah, with buddy. Picking Knowledge. <laughs> I'm Walter again. And I'm Warner. And Brian, thank you, man.
No problem. Thank you, guys. It was an honor to be on today. <laughs> Take care, guys. See you. What an episode. There was so much knowledge dropped and stories told. Thank you all for listening to our 10th episode of Kicking Knowledge with Brian Kilgariff. We are truly proud to have reached 10 episodes and excited to continue to do more. And please, if you can let someone know about our podcast that would benefit from this, it would be greatly appreciated. And once again, don't forget, please like and subscribe. That would also be greatly appreciated.